I guess call it what it is, Vleeties 3.0. Yeah, I'm here by myself tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is a a rare circumstance. Keezy, the co-host of Hashtags and Headlines, he is, uh, today's his anniversary, happy anniversary to Mr. and Mrs. Geezy. Although he's in hot water, which I guess is something that I didn't have written down, but something that should be brought up tonight is, is the Discord uh, he was making enemies everywhere that he could, so that was definitely something that I could bring up in regards to our good friend Geezy. And Sonic Gino, if I could give him some credit, uh, he's at work. Can you, like, believe this? Like, I I now live in a world where we were able to get Sonic Gino to not only get a job, but to not come and talk to me about wrestling for, you know, for, for two hours or whatever it was going to be. Normally when Geezy's gone, he's like foaming at the mouth. Like, oh my gosh, this is my night. This is awesome. Like he's so ready because uh, like, like there's, there's going to be no interruptions. He knows I'm going to be focused solely on wrestling. He knows I'm not going to run an extra 20 minutes with Geezy. It's just him unadulterated wrestling talk for almost two to two hours. Could be three hours. Who who knows what's going to happen. Malachi Black says Gino isn't working. He's asleep in a freezer. Gino is definitely working. He told me like, I have the messages right here. Damn, I really hope I can. Or, so this was today at 123. Damn, I really hope. So, he, so hold on. I guess this starts even yesterday. Yo, uh, yo, Vleeties, I hope you're doing well, man. Uh, I really think you and I showing that amazing match tomorrow to the people would be a great idea. Because that was going to be the, the the main focus of tonight. I watched Impact Wrestling last week, and I thought, Gino, I, I now keep a spreadsheet of wrestling events that I'm watching because I'm a wrestling journalist. Gino hosts the wrestling journalist with me. So he says, showing this amazing match tomorrow to the people would be a great idea. And then I even wrote back, I think Geezy is busy. So we'll also cover Final Battle. So now I'm even loading more onto his plate. Like, let's do Final Battle. Let's do Impact Wrestling. Like, we have so much to talk about, Gino. And he just writes, tomorrow will be an amazing night. And you know when Gino uses words like amazing and great? Like, that, he's being honest. It's going to be amazing, right? That, that Kid Bandit match is going to be amazing. So he talks about, and then today at 1.20, this is the message I get. Damn, I really hope I get to be full-time soon. Uh, a coworker of mine wants me to cover for them tonight, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. So I gladly am going to miss our sh- amazing show tonight. Uh, so I sadly, sorry, that would have been like a diss kind of. So I gladly am going to miss our sh- amazing show tonight. Like, yeah, you know, I use that word amazing in a very non-literal way. Fuck our show. Nobody watches Impact anyway. We're not going to convince the people that Josh Alexander's any good anyway. So why would we even watch a Josh Alexander match? Nobody gives a flying fuck. Um, hopefully them seeing me willing to be able to cover for anyone, no matter what the shift or will, uh, or will help sooner than later with, uh, for me to be possibly full time. I hope you're doing well, man. Maybe we could have another Thursday show. If you'd be able to, where we could talk about you being a dynamite, uh, and final battle and speedball versus Josh Alexander. So, so many things all in one message. So I messaged him 20 minutes or 40 minutes later because I was also unsure if my house was here. Uh, I was at work. My wife was at our do- uh, our son's doctor's appointment, and all we were seeing on the news was Grapevine was hit by a tornado. I live in Grapevine, Texas. There was a tornado that touched down, destroyed the discount auto. The mall's been closed. Power outages, internet outages. Like we didn't get internet back until like 6 p.m. So it's like, oh, it's it's here. Thank you so much. Goodness gracious. That's a hydrant from Rizzo. Check this out, Rizzo. This is a 64-ounce water jug. The, Tom Brady sells these on his website for like $70. This one is uh, $20 at, at Sam's Club. So 
Definitely uh, very recommended. And yes, from the chat, Chachi, he brought up Grapevine as the uh, corporate headquarters of GameStop right there off inter- or off of uh, Highway 121. So, yes. Put that shit on. Do your so I just realized I didn't even drink the fucking water. I, I'm supposed to be drinking the water when you play those sounds. So here we go. Hold on. Mm. Ah, podcasters. That's me drinking water, okay? There's no one I could pass it to for them to, like, oh, I'll talk while you sip the water because there's hydrate spells uh, that are happening. And, and that's where Chino and Geezy know to fill the gaps. But uh, So I write to, to Gino, a tornado hit a great time. Thank you so much. This is amazing. For the top key spell from my main man, Malachi Black, Nathan Weller, who got to watch his amazing Arizona Cardinals last night. And when I say amazing, I mean it in the Sonic Geno way. Um, So I put, I was hit by a tornado and I don't have power or internet because that was the other thing. I tried to check my cameras and the power was out. So this house was just a desolate wasteland for a few hours. Oh, hey, thank you, Steve Lacey. I am a journalist, okay? I'm a wrestling journalist, and I'm also letting you people know there was a tornado in Grapevine, and Gino puts, damn, today is just full of surprises. I hope you are staying safe, man. And I write, thank you. Enjoy work. So, yeah, Gino's at work. I'm very proud of him for choosing work. Uh, that This is a huge step in the right direction. Now if he can learn how to save his money. That'll be the next step. I'm not there yet. I think Nathan knows that. I think Kevin knows. I think everybody can see. Like, you don't get a job. Like, he's living with his parents, right? Gino. And Gino with a bunch of stay safe spells. Thank you, Gino. He's at work right now, and he's even listening as I was about to say something not amazing about you, Gino. Don't take this to heart. But for, for Gino, our, our good friend, yeah, you know, not really saving money, not in the interest of saving money. He's just like, hey, I got money. PS5. I got money. New wrestling shirts. Like he's just going all out. No pun intended on buying all kinds of wrestling merch because that's what happens when you get a, a little bit of coin and you don't have any bills. You're like, I'm gonna pay this. I'm over here like, okay, I got two car payments. My wife doesn't go back to work until January. Okay, so this next commission check is just gonna be all cars. So I'm scrambling to try and make ends meet. Cheetos buying PS5s. Good for you, Sonic Gino. The tornado didn't take me out. So we covered the Gino, but no Gino tonight. And also no Geezy. So this happened over the weekend. Tyler Spida posted a phenomenal um headline. Because the in the in the Discord there is a channel called Headlines. And that's where a lot of people put um that's where a lot of people put news. That's where they put news articles. That's where the headlines all seem to go. And Tyler Spida posted an amazing headline uh, because we've been covering the Brittany Griner saga. Is it a saga? We have been covering the Brittany Griner saga since it began. Including covering her lowlights. Thank you for the confetti spells, huge jazz. Uh, you know, we've been covering Brittany Griner uh, in, in the WNBA, not even before she got arrested. And then she gets arrested in Russia. So there was plenty happening uh, with our with our best friend Brittany Griner, and we were of the we were of the mindset of bring Brittany home, bring Brittany home. And we didn't realize we were going to be giving up a, an arms an arms dealer for such. But Tyler Spida posts an amazing story. If I could keep scrolling up and up and up and up and up, um, where it says. Brittany Griner told uh, some some news outlet, they forced me to watch the WNBA the entire time. It was torture beyond 
beyond comprehension. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Now I'm thinking, and, and I posted a laughing emoji because that is horrific. And on so many levels, because here in America, we have, I think it's the Eighth Amendment, where there's no cruel and unusual punishment. Like, even when, what was it, section, whatever they did, when we weren't allowed to play Slipknot for the terrorists anymore in Zero Dark Thirty, they didn't let us play Slipknot because it was torture. It was cruel and unusual using such a method. And I thought that was so cruel. Like, here's a WNBA phenom, Brittany Griner. And can you just imagine they set up, like, a 32-inch Samsung, like, right in front of her cell, turn it to the Phoenix Mercury getting eliminated in the first round of the WBA playoffs. I'm just thinking what torture, what a cruel idea because it is such a mental fuck. We talk about prison in America and how it's kind of just three hots and a cot. A lot of these prisoners have access to Facebook and Instagram now. I don't know if they have smartphones, but how are they so connected? Malachi Black says I would rather have my eyes cut out instead of watch the WNBA. But imagine like, so Imagine you're a player in the NFL. Like, just imagine, so I guess for me, the equivalent would be because I don't play any professional sports, but I imagine, like, hey, we have footage of your family at the park. They're having an amazing time without you because you're in prison. You know, like that stuff would drive me nuts after a while. So I could just imagine her. She loves basketball and they're forcing her to watch the WNBA. I think that's, that's horrendous. I think that's a very, it's clever. Like, not, I mean, it's, it's a great way to torture somebody. Here's something that you love, and they're all doing it without you. Hey, bring Brittany home. Uh, we're going to stand in a circle at half court. We are not going to. Uh, we are not going to 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 like to stop playing games. We're not going to do any formal. Pro- Our formal protest is, hey, bring Brittany home. Now let's play ball, baby. Uh, huge ass in the chat. I do have the chat right now. It does say. Uh, is that Slipknot statement true? I want to. I want to say it's true. Let me see. Um, so let's put Slipknot uh, terrorist. <laughs> I guess that's how you would Google something like that. Slipknot terrorist band. I guess you would just say like death metal. So they do say the song. The the 164 songs that were banned from American radio. That's not what I meant. Um, did like because did we use metal to torture? Do we use rock? Let's try that because metal sounds more figurative or more literal rather. Did we use rock to torture terrorists? And I guess you're supposed to call them like potential terrorists. Music torture. How heavy metal broke Manuel Noriega. Noriega. So this is um okay. Here's something from the BBC. I can bring this up on the screen because this is a headline. This is a hashtag. You remember when we super kicked you right in the oh, face? Oh my goodness! Thank you so much. I've been followed. Thank you, Re Ev or Re Ev. I love it so much. I appreciate you being here. Let's get to this story about music torture. Oh, uh, this is the site. BBC is always like, you want to create a free account? I absolutely do not. Um, everyone has at least one song that sets their teeth. Uh, on edge most of the time they try just it's easy to avoid let me play the song that sets me on edge if you ever locked me in a dungeon and wanted to play this song it would definitely drive me insane and i don't now that i'm about to type it i don't know the words so fallout boy um what's the song where they're like my dad is probably laughing and yelling at the yelling in his car radio right now fallout boy sample my songs know what you did in the dark. I, I'm assuming that I think that's everything I said is accurate. Um, but what's uh, what's that fucking song? Um, oh, I'm never going to be able to figure that out. Maybe maybe somebody in the chat can do. Uh, oh, it's centuries. Thank. Is that what it is? I thought it was my 
So light him up, up, up. No, it's, I definitely am on the right path. This Fall Out Boy song might be enough, but, oh, damn it. I don't want to get super sidetracked, but it's so, is it centuries? Because that's remember me for centuries. Maybe he's right. Uh, sample. So, wait, yeah. So, uh, Nathan Weller is right. It looks like they sample. Oh, my gosh. Why is it so hard to find? Susan Vega? Is that what it is? Suzanne Vega. Let's try that. Suzanne. This is probably great uh, for for the audio. Oh, Tom Steiner. I think that's what it's called. This song is so unbelievably annoying. And I hope this is it, Nathan. I think we figured it out. I think this is the one. Uh, unmute the site, please, Gino. Yeah, okay. I hate this song. So let's go back to the article. Music torture. Like, if you really wanted to kill me, this would be the song. Just leave it on repeat. 7.1 million views, by the way. Although I don't remember this beat being in there. This sounds pretty good now. But, okay. You have lost power to change the TV channel, switch off the radio, or simply walk away. What if someone played it nonstop for an hour, a day, a week? Even longer. Can you imagine? This is called music torture. And while some of its practitioners say it shouldn't count as torture, there's little doubt that it works. Or there's there's little doubt it works. On Christmas Day in 1989, Panamanian strongman General Man- Manuel Noriega, who died this week. Interesting. Um, what did they do? What song did they play for him? I'd like to know like what songs. The Troops Playlist Came Care of uh, Southern Command Network, the U.S. Military Radio in Central America. It featured its picks of their irony value, including I Fought the Law by The Clash, Panama by Van Halen, U2's All I Want Is You and Bruce Cockburn's If I Had a Rocket Launcher, Guns N' Roses in the Day and The Doors both played starring roles. So I know they did this in Afghanistan, so... The U.S. also deployed Metallica and Thin Lizzy on the front line in Afghanistan in 2011. Marines reportedly played heavy metal in the villages of Marja for several hours along with threats to the Taliban. One officer put it succinctly, there, there are no obscenities, but we tell them they're all going to die. Um, so that probably is like what they just, they hear these songs of death. They've never heard any music like this. And they're using it to, to break, to, to offend and, and disrupt the sleep of their captives. So imagine being awake for six days and you're just constantly being awoken by this. Like just nonstop. It's only a two, three minutes, 47 seconds. It's probably really annoying if it's like you're almost asleep and it's just like, oh, why are you back? We had rid you. I had rid you, Suzanne Vega. Tom's Tyner. What a classic. Now that I hate it, I love it. So, okay, perfect. Music torture. We covered that. But so Geezy uh, in our Discord writes, what a pussy, dude. Try getting waterboarded, waterboarded every day. And then he writes, wait, never mind. The WNBA is painful to watch. She's right. So I guess he just missed the fact that we wrote the WNBA or that the article said WNBA because like, like, it's such a personal, it's such a specific torture. Like I imagine waterboarding and we know that it's awful. We know that it's terrible. You feel like you're drowning. But yeah, it was like he took it as, you know, what a pussy. Uh, try getting waterboarded every day. It's like a fun story here. 
And then we have like Jeff jumping in, like, come on, Geezy. Tyler, come on, Geezy. Dakota, really, Geezy. Like, everybody was like jumping on him because, yeah, what a weird thing to, to miss. Like, oh, no, it's the WNBA. Um, and then him and Ricardo get into it. And then I was. I just said that uh, I was watching Never Back Down and Taking a Shit. And apparently that wasn't enough for Geezy. I got messaged like, thanks for the support. And I had to like tell him, like, no, I support everybody. I support everyone in this Discord. This Discord is fantastic. And, yeah, I love it when people post their headlines in these Discords. Like, even James Woods got a post from Geezy in here. Um, there, there's And I brought this up before. Girls Malachi about Black says, bitch-ass punishment. Bitch-ass punishment. I think it was a phenomenal punishment. Like if, like, if you literally took my favorite thing and just showed it to me every day, but I couldn't be a part of it anymore... Like it would annoy the shit out of me, like, and that's what I mean by like making it personal, like your family. Also, posted the tornado. Also, some rumors about uh, Vince McMahon is planning to return to WWE. This was broken by Rizzo. Rizzo's always breaking the hot news here in the Discord for for wrestling matters. Um, but I and and I and when I saw this pop up, I thought, what? Why? Um, as previously noted, the legal troubles seem to be increasing for former WWE CEO Vince McMahon. Uh, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that McMahon has told people that he refuses to pay settlements to Rita Chatterton, a former spa manager. Chatterton says she was raped by McMahon, Jesus, in the back of a limousine in 1986. And the spa manager says she was assaulted by McMahon at a California resort. Come on. I don't I don't I don't want like I know we're supposed to hashtag believe all women, but are we really going to do. He raped this woman like 25 years apart or 35 years apart. That's such a big gap. And like all that time went by. I don't understand why that came up. And and how is there a legitimacy to it? Because even when you bring up what happened in 2011, even that's 11 years ago. So ah, that's really rough. Because if there's a bunch of evidence, then absolutely. But if it's, maybe take my word for it. That's that's a really big gap between the first one, the second one, and now you finally bringing it to light. Furthermore, the Wall Street Journal reports that 77-year-old Nick Mann has told people that he plans on making a comeback in WWE, and he reportedly told people that he received bad advice from people close to him telling him to step down bad advice. Like, you motherfuckers, this is mine. I built this. I'm not going anywhere. I kind of agree with him on that. Like, He's already faced so much and taken so many bullets why are you walking away now? They're still coming after you for these legal things. All oh, the legal scenarios are worsening. You know what? I'm going back to WWE. I'm getting back in there. I'm getting my hands real fucking dirty. And like, you guys think I was bad then? Look how bad I am now. Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, and Paul Triple H Levesque, which is my least favorite thing that people are saying. That's, that's probably the worst part. Like, it, it, he had it all figured out as Triple H. Just be Triple H. Be your kayfabe name. Now he's trying to, like, key people behind the scenes. Vince McMahon is still the majority shareholder. So if he still owns the fucking company, you can just come back. So fascinating news. I am I am shocked that that's going to be what we're getting. Um, wow. Uh, I, but, hey, I'm look. Vince brought us some of the greatest moments in wrestling history. Okay, are we supposed to pretend that he didn't do that? Oh, I was supposed to. None of this was on your screens, guys. I'm so sorry. You're just looking at my face, my gorgeous face. Hey, watch it. Let's do it like this. I'll just be on the screen with everything. Where am I? Who am I? Vleeties. Boom. I'm on the screen too with the article because there's nobody else here. It's just me. So, 
Yeah, that, so that's all in the Discord. Phenomenal uh, sightings from the Discord this week. Um, and a lot, a lot. He should come back. I'm excited to see what happens when he does. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not against that. And, and speaking of Vince McMahon stepping down, there's been a lot of huge changes this year. And Kevin and I, of course, we have the Slammies. The TWFS Slammies are making a huge comeback. Kevin and I were messaging 21st or 28th, like which Wednesday are we going to be doing it? The 28th seems like a perfect evening to do the Slammies. I'm even looking at my calendar now. I mean, the 28th would be good. I mean, the 30th, like a Friday? Do I, do I take a Friday away from Tyla and, and jump on a SmackDown? Um, but I think that 28th is a perfect pocket. So, of course, Kevin and I want to – we got to brainstorm some categories. we got to get together. we got to see uh, what the hotness is and, and – Kind of what where our minds are at because I know where my minds are at. Like I, I was even I was ready to talk to Gino tonight about some of the ideas that I had because there's an obvious person that won a Slammy last year and it inspired a new a new Slammy for me and that's the biggest fall from grace because Tiana Perazzo we hardly knew ye like that's how I feel with Tiana Perazzo. This is somebody that I was a huge fan of and I think even. Uh, like, like I've tried to get people to be on board with her. I know Nathan's here. Nathan doesn't really dig on the Deanna-ness. No, not a lot of people are digging Re- uh, Deanna, and especially now. And when I when I say the biggest fall from grace, it's almost a play on words because Deanna Parazzo became irrelevant after she lost to Mickey James in January at Hard to Kill. Like, she really did. So, think about that. That was in January. We're in December now. This whole year, she has been a, a C-minus player. She is a C-minus player now. So as I was getting cat categories ready to go to, to discuss with Kevin, I'm looking at the biggest fall from grace. It's like, Deanna is the worst now. Vexed was like going to be her new thing, her and Chelsea Green, and they were tag team champions. How great. And now that Chelsea Green's already dipping, it's like, wait, that meant nothing. That was awful. Why, was, why did we get it like, – and this is always going to be my issue with Impact Wrestling. And I did enjoy Impact this previous week. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen in a lot of ways. Um, because with with Tiana and the fall from grace, I, I, I was watching this show wondering, first of all, she's not even on it. And with Impact, how do you not sign these people to longer-term contracts? Like, how do you just – how are you so okay with somebody like a Chelsea Green, somebody that you can – really invest in and build the company not around but she can be a cornerstone of that company like AEW talks about the pillars like they have four pillars I think you could do that with every wrestling company like find four people find four men find four women that you're going to build your company around find your for the women I, I I'm sincere when I talk about impact their women's division was at one time better than AEW's better than WWE's and, and honestly that's probably why Gino and I gave her a slammy Thank you, B2, for renewing B2 says, hey, my best friend. Hey, my best friend. Thank you so much, B2. Um, amazing job with the subscription. I appreciate it. All subs are super welcome. This was almost a sub-only stream, everyone. I'm going to do those eventually, I swear. Because um, even tonight was going to be like, let's just watch Raw. Let's just watch. I didn't watch Deadline. NXT Deadline, I'm, I'm assuming, was pretty good. Gino says it was good. But Again, my problem with Impact is you look at their pillars, right? Like Speedball, I would call him a pillar. I don't think they're letting him go anywhere. I'd say Josh Alexander is also a pillar. And then you look at guys like Sammy Callahan, Moose, 
Trey Miguel for some reason. They have these other guys that are always going to be in that company. They're not letting those guys go. Eddie Edwards. There are certain people that will not be allowed to ever leave Impact Wrestling. But then there's other people that just kind of come and have a cup of coffee, like like uh, Matt Taven and and uh, and and Matt Bennett. They just kind of came in for a cup of coffee. Um, the, the the revolving door. James Storm is already gone again. Like this revolving door of talent that Impact always seems to have is frustrating because as a wrestling fan, I know what they're doing. It's actually kind of smart. Like. Hey, instead of creating our own stars and pretending that the wrestling world doesn't exist, they just embrace the wrestling world. They'll just bring in somebody from Ring of Honor or from New Japan and go, you know this person from another wrestling company. Um, and Gino in the chat, Trey's finally getting better. Wholeheartedly disagree. He was probably the worst part of the show. I even wrote down my favorite part of the show was actually Diener. Violent, uh, not violent. I mean, they're not called violent by design anymore. I think they're just called the design. Diener doing an Eric Young impression. One little subtle thing that he does that I really enjoyed, and I wish Gino was here because he'd be the only person who knows what I'm talking about. During his entrance, he stared at the camera the entire time, which has probably been done before, but not like the hard cam, the one that's like on the side. He's like looking at like the cameraman is walking backwards. And Diener's making his way down the ramp, and he's just kind of like this. like He's just kind of like pointing his fingers in a weird way, but he will not break con eye contact with the camera. And it was like really creepy. And it was a, I don't know if I've ever seen that, but it felt creepier when he was doing it because I talk a lot of times about guys who are in character just for a minute. Like uh, Sammy Callahan breaks character all the time whenever he's trying to fix his vest because his gut's hanging out. That's breaking character. There's several times where people are like in the middle of something and then they just kind of, oh, well, no, that's not my character anymore for, for this. Um, but Diener was so creepy and it was really nice character work that I imagine he only learned from Eric Young. Um, so I really enjoy that. And I don't know what Eric Young is up to. I don't know if he's leaving Impact. I know they killed him. So I'm assuming that means he's leaving the company because that's what they do is they'll they'll kill you. Um, and what does this mean? He got caught fucking theory in 8K. I have no idea what that means. Um, I'm reading the chat. I, sh I, shouldn't be, I should not be reading the chat. Let me cover the chat. Cover everything up. And just go back to talking to talking to this camera directly. Camera one. Like Diener. I'll be Diener for this entire time. But I really enjoyed the way that he did that. And the, what was really good about this impact uh, was Josh Alexander comes out for an open challenge to defend his title. And he's answered by Speedball Mike Paley. Now, if you're like me when I was just talking about pillars, these are two pillars. And this is a match that I thought they would save for like a Bound for Glory or a Slammiversary. Like this was a huge deal for the impact hardcores like me and Gino. And I'm like, why are they going to waste this match on an open challenge? Uh, it went an hour. It was one of the best matches I've ever seen. It was so well done. Uh, they, it also, there was urgency that was being created by the, you know, the announced team saying, we're over 40 minutes. We're over 43 minutes. We are 50 minutes in. And then you have Dave Penzer starting to announce there are five minutes left, four minutes left, three minutes left. And I'm watching this thinking, okay, Josh Alexander is going to win, right? But they could do a draw, do a draw right here, give speedball like, hey, you didn't lose to the champ. Such a great fucking match. Really enjoyed it. And it brought impact up a couple notches for me. Gino's in the chat saying this was match of the year. Um, it was really, really good stuff. So I know that Rizzo said something about Austin Theory and Mia Yim. Now, I don't know why he would say that. So let's put in our Google machines, Mia Yim, Austin Theory, because Mia Yim deactivates Twitter account following the Austin Theory drama. Oh, no. 
This is a wrestling headline that I never thought would happen. Four hours ago from our friends at Wrestling Inc. I'm sure Raj Geary is on the scene. They and you notice how we're choosing we're choosing the worst images of Mia Yim right now. Because right now she's a, a villain, right? This is the worst image of her I've ever seen. She's obviously one of the most gorgeous women in all of wrestling. Uh, I know nothing about this. This is posted by John Allred, not Raj yeah, no. After a long afternoon of blocking Twitter users who questioned her loyalty to her husband, Keith Lee, WWE superstar Mia Yim deactivated her Twitter account. So ahead of the December 12th episode of Raw, WWE.com uh, posted a photo album of hilarious photo shoot outtakes, and one of the photos was Yim posing for a photo with Austin Theory. In the photo... <laughs> what the fuck is this? Why are they posting it? Yim has her legs around Theory's waist while he holds her... And two cups of yogurt with one arm uh, or with one arm and flexes. Wait, oh, he holds the yogurt with one arm and he flexes his other. That's a manly ass pose right there. Um, in an innocent photo between two friends that was lost on some Twitter users who began harassing him for having an affair with Austin Theory. I need to see this picture. Um, okay, I don't know. Are we just assuming that they fucked because of this photo? Like, this isn't enough for me to think they're fucking. Like, obviously, if you're Keith Lee, you don't want to see this part right here. Like, dick close to vagina like this. Uh, podcasters, you're not getting a, a view of what we're looking at. But it's Mia Yim in her full wrestling gear. And it's Austin Theory not wearing knee pads, but otherwise in his full wrestling gear. And he's holding, he is two, holding two uh, Chobanis. And those are not the the calorie free version or the sugar free version, just regular Chibatis. Um, Rizzo in the chat, they fucking so he's convinced. A lot of people are convinced. Before deactivating her account, Yim posted the following tweet on Tuesday morning. Okay, block button ready to go. Apparently, Malachi Black says now back to the Slammies video of the year has to be Jeff Hardy's DUI. It has, it to, has be. to be. Let me write stuff down. Nathan's correct because I was talking about the fall from Grace Slammy and I was going to bring it home about how Jordan Grace is now the champion. We're in the era of Grace, the fall from Grace. Who is Jordan Grace ruined more, Jonathan Gresham or uh, or <laughs> Mia Yim or uh, Diana Parazzo? Fall from grace, slammies. I will not get too far away from it, Nathan. I swear. But this is hot off the presses, okay? This was four hours by wrestling, okay? I do a wrestling show on a night where there's not good wrestling, all right? Nobody's doing an NXT post show, all right? I'm even live while NXT is on. So I'm definitely not a JD from New York or uh, Joe Cronin or any of the, or a Kevin. I don't get to do that. I'm just here following whatever hotness I get, Nathan. So. She said she's, okay, block button ready to go. Apparently, I can't take pics or get excited about seeing people I haven't seen in a while. I love my husband and only have eyes for him. Isn't that also kind of annoying? Like, it just sucks because Austin Theory is, like, in really good shape and her husband's Keith Lee. Big men need love, too, okay? I'm out here for Keith, all right? Um, I haven't seen him in a while. I love my husband. I only have eyes for him. Apologies for any disrespect. Men and women can be friends without, without it being sexual. She's correct. I mean, yeah, there's there's people that do have friends that are like I think I have a uh, one of my best friends here. He's talking about his groomsmen and there's two women in his groomsmen. Like, what are we doing? Are we really are we on that level? Like you're you're such close friends that like you're not at all. You would never. Can you look at me in the eye and tell me you were never sexually attracted to these two women that were your friends like you never were. Never were before you got engaged. Now that you're getting married, you never, ever, ever wanted to 
have sex with either of these two women. Because I think for a lot of guys, it would be a real like, well, I mean, you know, if we were like drunk, we got to know. Because, yeah, like I, I kind of agree with Austin Theory in that regard. Like, no, I mean, hey, Mia Yim, you're hot, I'm hot. Let's just be hot together. Let's bump Chobani's for once in a while. I think that's what we should do. So, uh, and I also like this new thing that people are doing on Twitter. And this is why tw- this is why everybody's so upset about Elon, Mo- Elon Musk to begin with. When you live on Twitter and your whole life exists on your screen, like right here, if you have your phone and you open up Twitter and like you're just on it all day, like I assume wrestlers would be at the gym or something all day, but apparently they're on their fucking phones just trying to be popular on the internet. So why would you even give it credence by like responding to it? Like it's obviously so silly. You and your husband know, and this was posted by WWE.com. It's not like they're trying to fucking blow your spot out that you're banging Austin Theory. So yeah, I I, I I'm totally on board with Mia Yim in this as far as I don't think she's doing anything sexual, but I'm also saying don't block people on Twitter. Like, what are you doing? This is Mandy Rose uh, last night. Kevin and Tyler were talking about Mandy responding to people who were talking about uh, her on OnlyFans. Like, Mandy, you know that they're posting stuff all the time. Like, why are you even going to bother going in and saying, please delete this. I don't want Triple H to know I'm making an extra 100K on OnlyFans because you know that's how much she's making. Like, there's got to be... No doubt. I watched one of those videos in the Discord where she's like, you know, post another $500 and I'll stay. And I'm like, did somebody actually post? Who's giving $500 to her for, for to be on Instagram for five more minutes? It's like, that's $100 a minute. She's going to she can be a millionaire with this OnlyFans thing. We're horny wrestling fans and we definitely, um, we're horny wrestling fans and we definitely will shivel out $500 for Mandy Rose to know that we exist. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the hotness. I, I, I thank you, Rizzo, for sharing that with me. However, I don't think. Uh-oh, another Vince McMahon uh, sexual allegation was revealed. This wrestling ink is hot off the presses today. Um, this better not be Chatterton. Is it still Rita Chatterton? The report also notes that the lawyer of former WWE referee Rita Chatterton has informed WWE that $11.75 million in damages is being sought. Chatterton has accused McMahon of sexually assaulting her in a limousine three decades ago. McMahon has repeatedly denied the claim. Uh, I mean, yeah. What As a guy, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, all you can do is deny it. You can't give cre- – like, I mean, there's nothing that you – as the guy, because everyone's going to assume you're guilty, and that's what's frustrating is this was 30 fucking years ago. There's clearly no evidence. Like, it's 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 really heartbreaking because, like, if she was sexually assaulted, that's awful. However, 30 years later, like, that's the, okay, I could do this now. I'm ready, I'm ready to talk about this. Um, McMahon has repeatedly denied the claim. Wall Street Journal says that McMahon uh, has told people that he has no plans to pay settlements. Oh, my goodness. He's just, no. No, not doing anything. I'm not paying this bullshit. I'm not giving any credence to this. Um, the demand letter back in November that the damage done uh, by alleged sexual assault of his client is hard to overstate. But how can you just say, "Oh, it's Vince who did it"? Like, how do how do we know she wasn't sexually assaulted by somebody else, and now she's trying to pin it on? Put that shit on. Thank you. He hate me. Good God, this water is phenomenal. What a good water. Really, really impressed by by that water in this big Tom jug. So, yes, uh, Vince is coming back, baby. You know, let's step away from the wrestling ink presses. 
And let's go uh, to back to Slammies. I'm with Nathan on that. So I, I thought that the the fall from grace made made a lot of sense because I I, I immediately thought of people like. Gianna Parazzo, who I gave a slammy to last year. Gino and I literally gave her a slammy. Like, hey, you earned this, Gianna. And and I look, I heard the Delph interview last night. I might have to get Gianna on here. I think Gianna might be somebody that we might have a chance. I might need to build up my Nick Hausman reputation and really take this thing as like, oh, I could do this. I'm gonna become I'm gonna become I'm gonna become a, a Kevin. I could do this. Um but yeah, to hear uh, to, to, to see what happened to her over the year, Chelsea Green just walking away from Impact. Obviously, it was just kind of a roadblock for her. Her and Cardona are allegedly going back to WWE, which good for them. I mean, they belong there anyway. I think Cardona has proven he's more of a sports entertainer. I know Gino loves his work on the indies. I'm excited to see him go back to the WWE. But um, I'm looking at Deanna as somebody who just kind of has nothing to do now. She's directionless. She's purposeless. What are we getting from our Deanna Parazzo? So that's why I would say from 20, from, like we always talk about most improved. This is the most like disproved. She was my diva of the year last year. And now she is like the fall from grace, most disproved, useless. The only other person that I would give a, a credence to in that regard is Jordan Grace's husband, Deanna uh, Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham is somebody that when he won the Ring of Honor Championship at Final Battle, they were holding him up like he was going to be the savior of the company. And as soon as Tony Khan had any stroke and as soon as he bought Ring of Honor, eh, I kind of want to put somebody with a name as my Ring of Honor champion. Let's go with Claudio. Let's go with Jericho. Let's go back to Claudio. Anybody and everybody except for Jonathan Gresham because I mentioned this to Gino last year at Final Battle. Having him walk away as your champion isn't like a sign that the company's ever coming back. It almost was a good send-off. Like, yeah, Ring of Honor was the company for those kind of guys anyway. They're not really going to be stars anywhere else. But in Ring of Honor, they can be the, the world champion there. You know, like, you look at a guy like Roosh, who I actually have some pretty high hopes for in, in AEW. Uh, even him as champion was really, really not... Like, I, I used to bring this up about uh, Magnus. When Magnus was champion, you always want to compare, like, like look at it, look at the wrestling landscape right now. Like, MJF, Roman Reigns, like, these guys are the heads of their companies. And then you kind of go, well, Jonathan Gresham. Like, I would even throw Josh Alexander at a level, at least my head, much above. Like, I would rather, I'd like to see a Roman Reigns in, in MJF promo, a Josh Alexander and MJF promo, like, rivalry. I don't necessarily need to see Jonathan Gresham versus fucking anybody. So, Jonathan Gresham, you're up for Diva of the Year, I think. And Gianna Parazzo, the fall from grace, slammy, that, that I'm going to push to Kevin. It looks like Kevin might have just joined the, the chat here on trovo.live slash bleedies. And if you're listening on the podcast feed and you want to join in on all this fun, uh, usually I have a Gino here or I have a Geezy here. Tonight I'm solo and I'm actually loving it, okay? Sometimes I need to get away from those guys, all right? I, the, when Vleedies started, or at least like season two did, um, I guess that was Vleedies 2.0 when the pandemic hit and I was like just locked in the storage closet, just cutting promos by myself until Hunter joined me. Um, like all that, yeah. I mean, I was just by myself. I was yelling into the you wind. Remember when we super kicked you right in the face? Thank you so much, Florida boy eighty three. I even had like on my on my screen, I would have like, oh, here's the matches for tomorrow night. Like, oh, here's let's do predictions. Every match that's been announced for MLW Fusion, every match that's been announced for Impact, every match that's been announced you for AEW. You right in the it face. was all behind me. Thank you, all the X. 
for the follow here. I appreciate that. So I, I would have all this stuff behind me, and yeah, I would I would sit here and predict the matches and get everybody set up going into Wednesday, and that's when I would host uh, the whole fucking show with Kevin Cool after Dynamite. Then I would come back Thursdays and be even more solo and talk about what happened on Impact, and then I would go over what's coming up on SmackDown or over the wrestling weekend. So yeah, I had my role as a solo. As a solo person, I was I was the only one here in the closet, and I'm in a garage. I mean, you lift this up, I mean that's a garage behind me. Um, so it's but the solo show needed I needed an outlet. I'm here, and I'm glad that I'm here with everybody because tomorrow night I am going to AEW Dynamite, Dallas, Texas, Garland, Texas. Let's let's make that very clear. AEW. I'm I'm skeptical now, Kevin. I might be that fan that was in the arena showing empty seats because. I know that they've sold out the Arthur Ashe Stadium. The Curtis Colwell Center is not a very big venue. Let me look it up because, like, I, it's not that big, and it's in Garland. It's not American Airlines. American Airlines is where the Mavericks play. That's the big venue here in Texas or in Dallas is American Airlines. And then UT Arlington, that's also a small facility. The, the Wings play at the UT Arlington facility, much like where Ring of Honor Final Battle was. So here I am looking at Curtis Colwell Center. Malachi Black says, I want to see VLDs on camera. I'm on. Am I not on the camera? Oh, you mean on, on tomorrow night? Oh, I might have to spear somebody and say that. He so I, I gave him money for Amazon gift cards and he never gave them to me. That's probably exactly what I would do, and I would say that I did it for MJF. He no, I'd probably spear. I'd want to spear somebody tough like a big Cassidy. So that way, if I do get my ass kicked, it's like, look, I, I gotta aim high. I don't want to tackle a little fuck. Uh, Big Bill was messaging me on on LinkedIn telling me that I needed to send him $500 so his nephew can get out of jail. And he was going to send me a $1,000 gift card to Amazon, and he never did. Uh, The Curtis Colwell Center is a 6,800, so it's 6,860 fixed-seat arena and conference center in Garland, Texas. It opened in 2005, and it was designed by HKS Inc. Uh, It was a $31.5 million uh, construction and the arena is the is the property of the Garland Independent School District. So I guess this is probably where they have basketball games. Who the fuck knows what they're doing there for Garland Independent School District. So I'm going to Dynamite, though, brother. I'm excited. I, I went to the first ever AEW Dynamite at the Curtis Colwell Center back in 2019. And now I am going back. Taking Ralph. Uh, that's going to be his first wrestling event. I'm going to take uh, my coworker Graham. We're going to have a good time. He was he was at Raw in Dallas a few weeks ago taking my friend David, and we are going to go to Dynamite. We don't have the best seats. I'm not, I only did the th- so. And I, by the way, f- fuck AEW for this. This whole AEWticks.com. Twenty five dollar tickets available. They have all those fees that mean nothing. They have Sapphire fees, whatever the hell that is. They have. Um, what's that other fee? There was like two different fees on there that added $10 onto each ticket. So what was supposed to be a hundred dollar purchase was a $144 purchase. So AEW, I see what you're doing there. $44 in pure profit. That's how we pay for guys like Christian. I totally understand. Um, I don't know why these guys aren't doing house shows, by the way, but like just looking at, um, Looking at the wrestling landscape, if I'm willing to pay 35 bucks just to go see your show, like I'm fucking fired up. Do it without TV there. I don't care. So we, I, I think I'm going to see a Rampage taping. I think that's what Gino had said. Let me look up. We can just go to the Curtis Colwell site, I think. Because um, AEW Winter is coming. Uh, is definitely tomorrow night, and I can't fucking wait. Um, 
So yeah, the doors open at six. So I'm assuming that's my like rampage. Yeah, look, I get AEW Winters coming. I get Rampage. This is gonna be a good time. So, and I remember the last time I went to to Dynamite, I just stayed for Dynamite. We were there for we saw like one dark match. We saw like Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus two people that I can't remember. And then we saw Dynamite, and then Britt Baker was coming out. So we watched a little Britt Baker, and then everybody was kind of like, "Let's just go." I think we got it. We watched Dynamite. We don't want to see the matches that are gonna air exclusively on YouTube. Why do they keep using this photo of Paige? Like, I know that she thinks that she looks fantastic, but I. I'm not a fan of like this far apart, you know, like fit my arm in there. That's, that's a pretty large gap. And it's just, Put that shit on. thank you so much. Taka spliffy. No for the top key. And thank hey, you. Hey, bye. thank you. Cassidy for a thumbs up. Thumbs up to you too. My friend, I'm going to winter is coming. So hopefully I got Tyla. Hopefully Gino going to hold it down. Tyla did an amazing job last night with Dilf. Uh, it was so fun to hear him because you can kind of tell he was really excited to be talking to a wrestler. Hey, oh, I am a wrestling journalist. Thank you. And a, an AEW NJPW guy. That is fantastic. So we're, we're on our way up. That's, this is good news. Um, yeah, look, we could fit. Yeah, you could fit a lot of stuff in there. Let me try it. Like, you could just see uh, the sorry podcasters, but I mean, there's just a lot, a lot of room there. Okay. I'm not a fan of that. So, and I love Soraya. I'm just throwing it out there. They love using these pics of her. Very objectifying, by the way. Oh, I don't want to block it. I don't want to block it here on screen, but we know what she's doing. And by the way, Jade Cargill has been so roll tied lately. I don't care what you guys say. I'm more excited to see her. So I know Gino would be the one to tell me here's what we here's what we have on tap for AEW tomorrow night. Go, I'm gonna go to their Twitter. Gino normally grabs all of his news from Twitter. So can I just yeah? Let's go to Twitter. I'll go to AEW. I think that's how Gino normally does it. And I wish he was here to give me my rundown of what was gonna happen tomorrow night on Dynamite. By the way, I was really really annoyed with the commentary from that final battle show. For those who watched that Ring of Honor show, one thing I didn't notice does Excalibur, and I'll ask this to the world. Does Excalibur say everybody's full name all the time? Is that something that he does and that I've just didn't notice until this very, until I was watching uh, Final Battle? Because Rickabonny, Rickabonny, and Caprice Coleman, they call everyone by their last name, which is fantastic. That's how sports are. But he kept calling Cash Wheeler Wheeler after a match that had Wheeler Yuta. So I was just listening and it kept throwing me off. Like, do they just say the, because now in my head, all I can hear is Chris Jericho and Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Like I get every, he says everyone's name the full time, right? Like Dak Tarwood on the outside of the ring. Kenny Omega on the outside of the ring. He always says their whole name. So when I'm listening to Ikebani and Caprice Coleman, just say Wheeler over and over again and Harwood over and over again. And I don't know which one is which. So uh, it's, it's kind of hard for me to keep up. So I don't know if that's an Excalibur-ism. I, does Michael Cole do that? Does he say full names? Uh, is that why they like one name, guys? So uh, we, uh, don't call him Adrian Neville. Call him Neville. Neville's a badass. Get Neville out there. He's going to kick some ass tonight. So AEW Dynamite, we are counting down. Uh, it's live tomorrow, 7 p.m. Central, but I got to get there at 6. The doors open at 6. So I'm imagining I'm imagining they're going to tape some Rampage in beforehand and some Rampage after, as well as some Elevation stuff. So you got to get there at 6. So I got to jet across the Metroplex. I'm going to take a toll. It's going to cost me an extra $7 to get to this fucking venue on time. So we have 
Let's go from the bottom up. House of House of Black returns to action. I hate whenever anything is returned to action because that's just a squash match. They're going to fight Top Flight and AR Fox or some bullshit. It's going to be a six-man. Not excited for that part of it at all. I guess I'm excited to see House of Black. I want I want to see what the plan is for them because you know that they all that the one you know that two-thirds of them don't want to be there. I can imagine Brody King is very happy in the House of Black. He fits quite well in said House of Black. But I don't know if that's like a place he sees himself long term, right? Like I'm gonna be in the House of Black forever, like because then there's guys like Malachi Black and there's guys like Buddy Ma- Buddy Matthews is so odd, oddly placed in this House of Black. He's not scary. Um, the other two guys at least kind of look scary, but but whatever. We're gonna see them squash people. Fantastic squash match on Dynamite. Um, Ruby Soho versus Ty Mello. I guess this is a payoff to something. I'll uh, probably get to see Sammy Guevara. I'll be able to chant. I'll probably text him during the match. That'll be a good time. Maybe he'll text me back. Fine. I think I'm blocked, by the way. There's no way that guy didn't block me. He's probably really he probably changed phone numbers by now. Um, I Am Jericho is live in action. I guess that's another squash match. Why does Jericho need squashes? Because he tapped out. Chachi! Thank you so much for subscribing, Chachi. It is much appreciated. I got my sub goal. Let's celebrate, everybody. Thank you guys so much. Julia Black is the best part of the House of Black, according to Gino. Well, she is the best part of even the Varsity Blondes still. So, yeah, we all love Julia Hart. And by the way, just because she's named Hart doesn't mean she's related to Teddy Hart, okay? Don't get it twisted. I know that Teddy Hart, he's canceled. Can't wrestle on any shows. But Julia's not related to him, so don't get hot. Isn't that funny how Dilf, like, I didn't even think about that. People don't want to, like, work on a show with Teddy Hart because of allegations. Is that how sensitive people are now? Can you imagine JBL making territories? Like, like he would be, like, they'd all just be drinking beers together. Now it's like a world where it's like, I will not wrestle on that card anymore, right? You get Sexy Star off of your show or Cody Rhodes walks. And Brandy, for that matter. So I get to see Jericho to squash match. Match four of the best of seven series, the Elite versus Death Triangle, or Triang- Triangulo de la Muerte, the Death Triangle. Um, uh, I guess the Elite are going to tie it. Who fucking cares? Um, I get to see match four, though. The best match, they always say. Match four is always the best, you know? Uh, it's a pivotal match four, not a decisive match four. So if Death Triangle wins, holy shit, dude. They're one away from the victory. But if the Elite win, holy shit, dude. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. So let's take a And then, obviously, main event, championship match, Ricky Stocks. He's going to be taking on our good friend MJF. I can't wait to see that. Everyone's been asking me, like, are you uh, are you like an MJF guy or are you a Ricky Starks guy again? I don't know. This isn't the same Ricky Starks that I fell in love with. He's like a main eventer now, and he's, like, legitimized. I think I like shitty Ricky Starks. This guy's too realistic. Um, let's just make sure real quick. Let's click on Ty Mello. I am still blocked because I know Sammy Guevara. He and I are text friends, and she does not like that I text him every once in a while. Can you just imagine that? Like, I'm blocked? Why am I blocked? I tweet like once a decade. I'm the guy that gets blocked because your husband came on my co-host show and said some shit. Malachi Black says your favorite Emi Sakura better be there. I cannot stand Emi Sakura. She better, she better not be there. That would be very frustrating if she was there. Real quick, while we're on Twitter, I know that this is Vleeties and not really a wrestling or a headlines show, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um, 
unconfirmed tornado jumps across the highway here in Grapevine. Hannah Bata. Okay, if I can let if I can let out a secret, Hannah Bata is super hot. Look, was that it? I want to see more. So yeah, there was a, there was a definitely a couple tornadoes today. This is right by where I live. I mean, obviously it's great. Yeah, we had tornadoes today. Now I would be scared shitless. Now, that, that obviously doesn't look like a vicious like F five Brock Lesnar style, but that's definitely a tornado. Is he getting out of the car? Yeah, you're supposed. I think in the midst of a tornado, you are supposed to like just kind of ditch the car. You don't want to be stuck in the car. You want to lay flat on the ground. Wind can get under your car and lift it right up in the air. Roofing companies in Grapevine right now. That is not funny. That's tacky. Fuck you. Um, wild tornado footage. Oh my goodness. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> That's probably what I would be doing if I was in that car. Fuck, 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 fuck. And my wife was probably driving around this time, by the way. She was taking my son to school. Look at this. Fuck, 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 Yeah. You're just in your car. Look at the truck driving the wrong way. Like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Severe thunderstorm warning affected area ahead. <laughs> yeah, stay in your car. Don't drive away from it. Just sit there and let it scoop you up, bro. Um, that's crazy. Well, we're having tornadoes in December. Yeah, and that's the other thing is this is not tornado season. It's usually like October and May. Like when you go from, you know, the warm, the warm weather of summer transitioning to the cool weather of winter and then the winter into the summer. That's typically when we see tornadoes. So to have them in December is odd. <laughs> Man, they were all over Grapevine, and I was at work while all this shit was happening. And I, I don't work in Grapevine. I work in Irving, okay? Everybody settle down. I wasn't in the affected area. I'm in a tornado. Blake Foster found himself in the path of Tuesday's possible tornado. Near Gra I, and I also love the news. Like, they're trying to remain some sort of credible. Everybody calls it probable or possible tornado. Like, there was even a police officer giving an update. Like, well, we suspect the damage. It was Jim Ross. We suspect the damage. It's done by a tornado here. So we got our cleanup crew. We're waiting for the official word if it was a tornado. But we're going to go ahead and wait on that. We don't report any false news, okay? We're not going to do that. Where is this at? My guy. Coming right across. Dude, you're like driving in it. You're in the tornado. You're just driving in it. I'm in a tornado. Is that Conrad? Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and I'm in a tornado with Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Dude, he was just in it. He survived that it. Sucks. That sucks. I'm better. All right, now it's just raining. Where's your tornado footage, bro? Because there, so there was like a gas station, or not a gas. What's it called? A car wash, where like this big power pole like collapsed onto it. But nobody seems to have footage of that. Oh look, this is kind of what the gas station looks like now. Dude, nuts out here in Grapevine today, and I was shocked because like. I know that there was, you know, there was, like, we woke up to, hey, possible tornado warnings, and a lot of times that doesn't really mean shit. Oh, uh, this is my Sam's Club, Kevin, my community. I was just there yesterday. My Sam's Club got fucked. Holy shit. 
the whole roof is collapsed in. And this is where the police officers are saying, Pro- well, damn, we respect tornado. We're not quite sure yet. A restaurant quality tornado. So, and I love this little machine, this little robot here. This is the guy that he autonomously cleans the floor and it's fucking horrific when your son's walking in front of it. Why do they have to have robots mopping the floor? Humans can't do that now. It's got to be some robot that just kind of almost bumps into you all the fucking time. You guys know that's a bad idea. Something bad's going to happen eventually. So the Sam's Club is fucked. Uh, Breaking news, news junkie break. So yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely an interesting day here in Grapevine. More tornado. And just so I just so we could confirm it, by the way, the real headline of all of this was Hannah Bata. Like she tweeted it. Hannah Bata. Like so I mean when you're at the gym and Hannah Bata is doing the news, you're very happy. Um like th- like this is somebody that Brett Musburger would just be fucking drooling over. Can you post any photos of yourself? No one cares about tornadoes. If anyone is watching, I hope somebody's watching. And for anyone watching, it's you. I'm speaking directly to you. So I She's do this annual me. gingerbread charity contest. All right, I'm, I'm bored already. But either way, I mean, yeah, we had some shit hey, go down what? today. Thank you so much, an a an a an AEW NJPW guy. Holy shit. Uh, Reeves on the channel. Yeah, so he's slipping on my drool. I'm always watching Hannah Batta. Like, good God. She used to be like a field reporter, too. So I've got to watch her kind of climb the ranks. She was a field reporter. Like, this is Hannah Batta out here by the tornadoes. All right, they're making their way across Grapevine right here. All right, they're no joke. You won't take shelter now. You won't take shelter now. That's all these guys, by the way. And being a wrestling fan has ruined me because when I watch the news now, I, I, once the tornadoes were over, I was like, it was all a work. They just wanted us to be, keep watching the news. Like, all right. You make sure you stay tuned. You don't want to turn away. You don't want to turn away from Spectrum One News. We got the tornado covered right here. You see it? We're not going to tell you where that is exactly or if this is live footage whatsoever, okay? You see right here, this is a funnel cloud, all right? And this funnel, that suck you right up. So you want to make sure you stay tuned, Channel One. By the way, this weekend we have an interview with, with Dilf. You're going to love hearing Dilf here on Spectrum One. But don't miss it. We got tornado. And that's, that's how their news was all fucking morning. It wanted us to keep watching. They were plugging shit they were working on. Like, oh, we have a great story about what's going on at the border. Make sure you guys stay tuned to 5 p.m. tonight. We're going to cover the border. We have a tornado right here. Weather's real bad. Uh, we're actually we're actually giving away two tickets to, to the, what was it, Mart Texas High School football game. Like, who gives a fuck? Um, it was a very, very fascinating day here in North Texas. Hannah Batta, thank you so much for saving us from that weather. Justice for Nash Carter is trending. Let's take a look, Gino. I wish he was here. So let's get this going. Now that New Day are tag champs, we need an MSK reunion more than ever. Bring back Nash Carter, they say. Uh, so let's get this going. Um, hashtag justice for Nash Carter. Pictures of Wes Lee with his uh, North American championship. Heart of a champion, Nash Carter. He's in the best shape of his career. But isn't he? didn't he beat the shit out of Kimberly? And isn't that hasn't that been confirmed? Now this is another instance where you know innocent until proven guilty. But he's pretty fucking guilty, right? Didn't he do it? The Hitler photo. I mean, that's a stupid photo to take, but that was almost like a degradation of character move. They're just trying to make everybody hate him. How can we make everyone hate this guy? Post pictures of him looking like Hitler. That's what we need to do. So 
People want remember when we super kicked you right in the face. Thank you, no Nolan is groovy. I was gonna say Nolan well, is groovy. Black says, "Let's talk about Brett Favre. What a scumbag." Brett Favre is a scumbag, Nathan Weller. But however, justice for Nash Carter. Let's get him back to NXT. What are we doing here? Um, th that's a great point about Brett Favre. I haven't really touched on that yet. I think I mentioned it to Geezy at one point, and we never even really broke into what actually happened because, um, and I'm not sure what it looks like for him going to prison right now, but. Isn't that a realistic possibility that he could be going to prison? Because I don't know all of the origins of this um, of this uh, scam that we have right now. But let me take a look. Uh, text from the governor uh, from Governor Reeves. He talked to Brett Favre about using state funds for volleyball facilities. Brett Favre scandal explained the ex NFL quarterback accused of misusing Mississippi State welfare funds. This is the one that I want. Let's bring this up for everybody here. CBS.com. I'm sure some fucking video is going to play at any minute now. Let's go. The site's muted, thank goodness. So, um, Favre's potential involvement is part of an investigation into the largest corruption case in Mississippi State history. So, Mississippi, known for its uh, river. Is now uh, this? This is going to be the largest investigation of corruption in their state's history. Brett Favre, he is in hot water. Right, this is directly from CBSSports.com. Hall of Famer Brett Favre uh, is in hot water for his connection to the Mississippi welfare scandal involving the misappropriation of roughly seventy-seven million dollars. That's a lot of money. Uh, he has not been criminally charged. He's denied knowing that the money that he received for, for a different project was welfare money. Court filings, text messages, and tax records show the complexity of the situation. So just by reading paragraph number one, this is Brett Favre, Mississippi State graduate, probably not, or Southern Mississippi. Not the smartest uh, not the smartest crayon in the drawer. And if he was just receiving money to use for what, volleyball facilities and some shit, does he really know? Does he know? Does he know? I'm curious to see what he does know. Um, let's see. Uh, on December uh, on December fifth, the Mississippi Department of Human Services dropped its demand of one point one million dollars from Favre in a lawsuit that is seeking repayment of misspent welfare money. So wait, when they say it dropped its demand, does that mean they're saying like they, we dropped it on them, like drop it, drop a one point one million on you, homie, or does that mean like hey, never mind, sorry, we're gonna pull that, we're dropping the case, don't no need, because um, that's what it sounds like just from me reading this. Uh, they said that Favre has not repaid the money that he orchestrated. Oh, wait, no. However, there's a new demand for $5 million, uh, and, a, and a university sports foundation. They're saying that he orchestrated for the Mississippi Community Education Center to pay to the University of Southern Mississippi Athletic Foundation to fund the construction of a volleyball facility at his alma mater and the same school at which his daughter played volleyball. The amended complaint adds that the Athletic Foundation lobbyist, two former MDHS attorneys, and a virtual realty company as defendants in the lawsuit. I don't know. This seems like fucking... This is so... He He's going to be the fall guy for this. And I'm even reading in the chat where, like, I think Kevin's saying... Like, yeah, Brett. Brett's... Uh, he's a little red-pilled, so he doesn't want to take the vax. He's not playing ball with a lot of these fucking corrupt politicians. So here we go. He's trying to look. This volleyball facility is going to get. Uh, he, this volleyball facility is going to get built. All right. Now they're going to pin it on Bet Brett Favre taking money from a fucking education fund or, or from welfare. What the fuck is this? Um, they've sued Favre. Uh, he's a Mississippi and a national celebrity. Now I don't understand that. Brett Favre is a Mississippi celebrity. I like that they phrased it that way, uh, and I'm going to run with that. Uh, in an effort to deflect responsibility from its own egregious wrongdoing, 
Okay, I like this. So the Mississippi Department of Human Services is trying to put like, blame Brett, be mad at Brett, don't be mad at us, because they have a wrongdoing in allowing $94 million of its public funds to be misspent. So yeah, it sounds like this, the fucking government that you all love and vote for, uh, they're the ones that are fucking around with $94 million? Are you kidding me? You're losing all that money, but it's Brett Favre, the former quarterback's fault? This guy's probably trying to raise money to to help out to help out his university. If somebody approaches him with money. It's not like he does. What, what's Brett? I can't remember Brett Fire's voice very well. So, uh, oh damn it. So, because remember, it's always something about Mary. I love you, Mary. I'll always be true to you. So he, but he's not that southern, is he? Where he's like, yeah, I, I just need money. It's all gonna be Jim Ross. I just need money. I'll just do the, the weatherman thing again. I need money to build a volleyball facility. All right, we're trying to recruit the best players in the country. To come to Southern Mississippi to play some fucking volleyball. And I'm sure that, yeah, like $94 million from your fucking health department, that seems like a much bigger deal than fucking Brett Favre trying to raise money for a university and receiving funds that he didn't know where they're from. So why the fuck is that his fault? Former executive director of the Mississippi Department of Human Services, that would be John Davis. He pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy and one count of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds. The Department of Justice said Davis worked with four unnamed co-conspirators, uh, co and Davis will be sentenced uh, February 2nd of next year. So, yeah, what the fuck? Brett Favre's a quarterback. Let Brett Favre go. What are we talking about here? If you So Brett Favre had a text. Uh, he was asking Nancy... Nancy knew about the privacy regarding payments to him. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much he asked? So, I don't know. That's, that's that, that you could say that that's sketchy, but that's also probably just yeah. I'm, I'm looking out for you. I'm looking out for me. Um, it's not like everybody needs it because you know Gino brings this up about WWE and how fucking public they are with all their charity. Maybe Brett kind of doesn't want to do that. Maybe Brett's a little more to the vest. Like, hey, I want you to do this for like us. I don't need this to be like a. I'm doing this for so like me. Nancy knew I own Brett Favre. I donated money to Brett Favre. Brett owes me one. I'm in good with Brett Favre. Maybe it's like a Nathan Shapiro thing from the University of Miami where he's he's a booster and he's giving money to all these players and he wants it to be super public so he feels like he's part of the Miami Hurricanes. But this is completely different in my opinion. So I, I don't know. This is fucking ridiculous. So and And when you think about welfare funds anyway, how is the Department of Human Services the ones giving all this money? Like, that's them doing that. If you guys are upset about where your welfare funds are going, like, take better care of them. Don't give them to Brett Favre. That's y'all's fault. Brett's trying to build a facility, um, and he try like he doesn't give a fuck. And, and when you talk about welfare, that's a subjective term too. There's people on welfare that don't need it, and we know that. We know that. Whenever people ask me, like, my first dose of the red pill, if you will, is when my friend Devin got uh, let go from AMC Theater, and he was able to collect unemployment. And while he's collecting unemployment, he was making more money than me. While I was working a like $10 an hour job. So he's making more money at age 19 than I was at age 19 and I had a job. So it kind of showed me like, wait, they're kind of incentivizing people to just collect money from the fucking government. And welfare, unemployment, a lot of these things that should be there as a safety net are completely and entirely abused. So 
I'm I'm with I I love the idea of welfare and everyone always this always is the conversation like you don't think welfare should be, should exist I mean I think it should be a lot tougher to get there should be some more restrictions on getting it you can't there's people that have seven children out there that just keep pumping out children to keep collecting money from the government and then they keep voting blue and like I, I think that creates a pattern of like what is the long term positive effects of that lifestyle there's not any. So incentivizing people to do such and just giving them free money and creating more people that are just sucking the money from everyone else. And and for those who also don't realize, notice how that term wealthy started with like millionaires. You got to have at least one million. And then it gets dropped to, hey, we're only going to tax people over 400,000. That's it. Only 400,000. And then that becomes 200,000. And then suddenly it's 100,000. Because what is wealthy? How do you know when you have more money than everyone else, you know? And, and that's what's frustrating is if you have if you're like, yeah, the rich should pay. Who are the rich? Anyone that makes more than you, if you're making 20k a year and you're looking at somebody making 30k a year and you're jealous of them and you're mad at them, instead of saying, "Well, the rich should help the poor." Why don't you become the rich? Let's become the rich. Let's all just make more money and work harder to be satisfied with our purpose and satisfied with our life. This is the Islandish Catholic this is, this is me, Ryan Van Vliet. I'm here to talk some inspiration into you. I had an, we had an amazing day at work today where we talked about motivation and inspiration. And yeah, life's not going to be super easy. And you're going to have to try and do some things that make you uncomfortable. But usually those things that make you uncomfortable are the best for you. So I don't know where this comes from. And like, we need more welfare. We need, like, these are, these are resources for emergencies, not lifestyles. So having said all that. Brett Favre, amazing quarterback. He has one more run left in him, all right? The NFL is just like WWE. Get Brett Favre out there for one more run, all right? One more match. One Put that more. shit on. Thank you so much, Cassidy. We needed an AB spell to break up the monotony of that. I'm sure AB is also in the news somewhere. All you have to do with him is just Google Antonio Brown and hit news. And typically it'll just, yeah, Antonio Brown did something else. Um, someone, I had to tell somebody about the retardinals the other day. <laughs> somebody like didn't believe me. I was like, no, no, no. The retardinals is a real thing. Antonio Brown trolls Tom Brady after losing to the 49ers and he deletes the tweet right away. I love that this is news, but Marka.com never heard of you. Antonio Brown has developed a fixation against Tom Brady that can be considered pathological. Antonio Brown continues developing his obsession against Tom Brady, which has almost turned into something pathological. Trying to troll Tom Brady over his recent divorce by directly uh, targeting his ex-wife, it's not enough. Brown wants all the smoke. Who wrote this article? Um, this was written by Actual Lizado, so you know this is definitely a reputable source. Counting down his uh, this path can or yeah, continuing down this path can only mean the former wide receiver is not going to stop until he gets a reaction from Brady. So that is kind of something that we have been pointing out is Brady has done nothing. Like he's just letting Antonio Brown go off. Antonio's saying this and this and this and this and this. And Brady's just playing football, still in the league. Whatever his record is, six and seven, that's fine. He's still going out there, and he's still an NFL quarterback. He's still playing at a at a higher level than most people will ever play, and he's accomplished more than anyone else ever will in the NFL. So, this Antonio Brown chirping at him, the guy who did this at Smoking Loud or whatever it's called, um, doesn't seem to phase Tom Brady just yet. Brown will keep pushing till he gets a reaction. The latest trolling attempt came right after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got destroyed by the 49ers. Brown posted a picture or posted an image of Brady getting choked out by a Niners player with the following caption. 
Uh, I got the game in a squeeze, wrote the wrote Brown in cryptic fashion. He deleted the tweet right away. Oh, my gosh. Is this all the stuff he's posted so far? From Naked Pictures. Naked Pictures uh, of Giselle. I mean, put that shit on. Put that shit on. This is him. Okay, so on the screen right now there's a video. It's him hugging Giselle. and I mean, it, it looks like they're saying sweet nothings to each other. Now, this is an emotional moment. Antonio Brown is now a Super Bowl champion. It does... <laughs> It also ends with like a high five, like good hug, high five, bro. You did it, uh, Super Bowl. And then Antonio Brown makes a shirt that says "Boomin," and it's Giselle and it's him. Oh, they all happen at the same time. Thank you, Gino. Thank you. Who's that? It was Gino. Here's another picture of of Giselle and Antonio Brown when he was. <laughs> this is Tom Brady, and it's. Antonio Brown's head and Giselle's kind of hanging over him. And Giselle's looking good. We can be on. How can I not? Uh, Daddy doesn't live here anymore. We've seen that one where Antonio Brown is sitting inside the house. So he's he's definitely going hard at his good friend Tom. Here's a, a picture of him and Giselle in bed. Allegedly in bed. It could have been photoshopped. This doesn't look like Giselle, by the way. This is some artistic rendering, right? But she looks way better than this. This is... He tweeted... Yeah, he, he put the, the text from Tommy. Put that shit on. Put that shit on. Yeah, and I'm not, no, I don't know who's buying these $50 shirts from Antonio Brown, by the way. These are awful shirts. Um, Antonio Brown's trolling is the least of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers worries. That is unbelievably true. Luckily, they are in a uh, fucking awful division and they still have a very good chance. Giselle Bunchen silently reveals the reason why Tom Brady or why she hasn't sued Tom Brady. Holy shit. What does this mean? And Antonio Brown is running from the police, allegedly, I guess. I guess he has an assault allegation that there's a warrant for his arrest. Um, she hasn't sued Tom Brady's former teammate. Antonio Brown, after accusations of affair, along with an explosive picture, left her fans seething. They've been seething. Um, so I guess Giselle is also, yeah, I guess she's she's trying to, I guess, maybe she's unhappy too with what Antonio is doing. Like, if anyone's going to react, it might be her, right? Isn't she the one, like, whenever people are talking about how bad, those years the Patriots didn't have good receivers, she was the one who was vocal about, well, yeah, Tom can't throw it to himself. Can't throw to him damn self out there. He needs a support system, damn it. Um, and that's what she was the one who kind of was vocal about how terrible the drafts had been for the Patriots. And she was just saying a lot of shit. Um, so, uh, therefore, that, so Bunchen and they they asked the mother of two for, to file a defamation suit against the former Buccaneers wide receiver. Bunchen has remained silent, eerily silent. That's what it, the way it's written. Over the course of these past few months, as Brown has tried insulting her by hook or by crook. This is by the animatedtimes.com, by the way. They're the ones writing like this. Not I. And the most probable reason is that she does not want to get her hands dirty by stepping into a muddy, bloody ring. A dignified silence is most befitting from a person of her stature. Now, this is what we were kind of saying about Mia, Mia Yim earlier. Mia Yim, rise above it. Who gives a fuck? Let wrestling fans hate. Like, Antonio Brown's trying to get a rise out of you. Reacting only gets him more excited. And he's probably like, oh, I'm making a new rap song. Turn that shit on. Uh, additionally, she does not need to defend herself against silly accusations, either as the truth comes out, uh, as it did this time as well. So 
Look, Giselle's a classy lady, took the kids and ran from Tommy, allegedly because Tommy wanted to play football one more year, and she she didn't want the maids to have to watch them without Tom's help, I guess. I'm not sure what the whole uh, whole plan was. But, yeah, weird accusations, weird time to be Antonio Brown. Um, but, hey, good for him. So uh, this past weekend, I know I didn't have Geezy, so I threw together the parlay without him. So you can let him know that. I put together the parlay. I put together a dog lay, as we call it at work. We So at work, we call it the dog lay, really, because you're only betting underdogs. That's the way you're going to make money, is you're only trying to pick games that you believe underdogs have a reasonable chance at winning. Now, I picked two right, because only two underdogs won, I think. I had the Jaguars, or not, yeah, I had the Jaguars winning, picked that one correctly. And then I also had, uh, there, there was some obvious ones that I really fucked up. Cowboys, that was an easiest one. Uh, that one was just thrown in there. But I had uh, the Ravens. I had them winning. They were a plus. I had the Cardinals winning. Nathan Weller, the fuck. Um, Jaguars ended up picking up a dub. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I had the underdog parlay set up perfectly. And it was entirely ruined by, by the usual suspects. The Buccaneers lost. What the fuck? They looked terrible. But I did, you know, th- this would have worked out if the Bucks didn't fuck it up. I think the Vikings also lost. Yeah, they lost. So it was a rough outing for your boy here when it came to the dog lay. And I do two two bets now. It equals about 30 bucks. We do like a $10 dog lay where we bet on the underdogs to win. And then we do a round robin with eight games at least. And then most some of those I'll pick dog lay. Some of those I won't. But let's take a look at the NFL right now. Let's take a look at our betting action for this weekend, brother, brother. Um, so the NFL, we got 14 games. I think we have a Thursday game. Yeah, the Niners and the Seahawks. Seahawks are not favorited. They are, they are plus. Brock Purdy looks pretty fucking good, right? Am I am I supposed to not bet on Brock Purdy? Because I think everybody and their mom would vote would, would put money on Brock Purdy right now. So let's hold off on Thursday games. I don't like betting Thursdays. And I think since college football is over, we actually have three Saturday games this weekend. So that's going to be fun for your boy here. Um. So let's let's go down the let's go down the roster here. Uh, Colts and Vikings. Colts are, are a plus one seventy five. I can totally see the Colts winning. The Colts don't seem they seem to lose games. Like when they beat the Raiders, I just thought they can win any fucking game they want. Um, although I think Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan done for the year. Let's hold off on betting for them. The Ravens are gonna beat the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. I, I, that's for sure. Picking that it's only a plus one thirty, but that's how the dog leg gets built. That's how the dog lay is built. So let's go ahead and pick the Ravens. We did it last weekend. Why wouldn't they beat the Browns? I did have the Browns beating the, the Bengals, and they did not do that. So I have no faith in Deshaun Watson anymore. I have no faith in Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, whatever, Miles Garrett. That team is just missing some parts, okay? They're not the same Browns that we were hoping they would be, all right? So we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to avoid the Cleveland Browns at all costs. Now, the Dolphins are heading to Buffalo, and they are fucking dogs in that game. Um, they did not look very efficient. I think that Tua's been figured out. Underneath passes don't seem to work for Tua Tungo by Aloha. And I think Josh Allen is, is hitting that stroke. I think he's back. So I'm going to avoid betting the underdog in that game. I just don't see that panning out. Falcons taking on the Saints. Did the Falcons officially make a quarterback switch? We have to Google. Um, because I'm pretty sure that they're done with Marcus Mariota. Let me see. Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta 
Falcons because I like Marcus Mariota, but the team is just not very explosive. They're just Falcons. Marcus Mariota steps away from the team after the benching. So it looks like he's done. He's like, all right, I'm being shut down. He's leaving the Falcons. Holy shit. So, okay. I don't see the Falcons winning a game, but who knows? Like, isn't that such a variable? Like Desmond Ritter coming in, making his first career start. Um, he's a rookie, 23 years old. He led those Cincinnati teams to a lot of wins in college. So uh, when the Falcons elevated Desmond Ritter, they might have lost Mariota, which they did. Um, but it's no white flag on the season. Desmond Ritter, what to expect after his first start with or at his first start? I don't. I really don't like betting on a guy who just kind of. I mean, he's being given the job for a reason, right? Marcus was keeping them in the hunt at least. They're still in playoff contention. I know they're in the NFC South, and the NFC South is garbage. But I'm gonna pick the Falcons. I don't know why. I don't know why. I know it's in New Orleans. Don't look at me. If this is the one that ruins it all, I'm totally fine with that. This is the dog lay. You have to pick some dogs once in a while. Why wouldn't Desmond Ritter beat fucking Andy Dalton? Why wouldn't he? Tell me why he wouldn't. Kamara's probably going to get arrested by this game. It's fine. The Fal- It's only a four spread. Falcons can pull that off. I think they're going to win that game. Jaguars and Cowboys. I don't want to pick the Jaguars. That's a tough one because I could totally see Trevor Lawrence beating the Cowboys this weekend. But we're not going to touch it. We don't touch it. And we also don't touch the New York Jets. Luckily, there's no money line available on that game. That's an even spread. Lions and Jets. That'll be a fun game to watch, though. Texans and Chiefs. The Texans played tough against the Cowboys. There is nothing more dangerous than a team with nothing to lose. Having said that, they're playing the Chiefs and they get their asses kicked. So, Eagles and Bears. I, I would love to pick the Bears. No way. Am I going to pick the Bears? Kevin put in the chat. The vaccine, or the vaccines, have been administered within the last six to eight months and didn't go through a 20 or 30 year human trial study that the FDA requires. We're sort of the human trials, if you will. I think some people are frightened by that. That's from Brett Favre. 100% agree with him. I got two doses of this vaccine. Other people who continue to get doses, they keep getting COVID somehow. Knock on wood, I've gotten it once. Um, if I could give everyone a little home remedy, Delta 8, it probably maybe helped a little bit. I had such a severe headache the last few days of COVID. I started hitting some Delta, and it seemed to rid the problems for some reason. And the shape my neck and back are in tonight might be a Delta night if I'm feeling, if I say so myself. Um, let's keep going through this list of football games. But yeah, and, and look, there's always going to be like, We've talked about the vax. There's no geezy here. We don't need to get into a vax thing, but I agree with Brett Favre. We're the human trials. Even when, didn't Pfizer come out and say, hey, we're going to improve the vaccines. Like the one that I took already, now you're going to improve it? Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know that it's going to be improved. This is like when people, like when, when the iPhones come out, you know, it's like, well, they got the 14 just dropped. Yeah, but you know, they're going to release like a 14S in like a month and they're going to fix all the kinks and it's going to work a lot better. Like, you always know the first thing of everything. Like, Manscaped. By the way, manscaped.com slash Vleeties. Like, like the the lawnmower 3.0. Because, yeah, the 1.0 was probably nicking everyone's scrotums. Like, you have to improve things over time. So when we all get Pfizer 1.0 and we all have enlarged hearts now, yeah, it does kind of, like, suck to hear, hey, Pfizer 2.0 is going to be better. Well, I was part of the 1.0 crowd. What the fuck? Like, they're going to have to make a vaccine to right the wrongs of these vaccines. So... Whatever. Spotify, put up the thing, the COVID-19 thing. I'm not trying to prevent or was it spread? I'm not trying to spread vaccine hesitancy, but I'm just I'm just throwing out coincidence. I all right. These are all coincidences. And I'm even of the mindset now of if somebody around you is getting sick, just get fucking sick. 
Stop trying to be a hero and stop living like a coward and wearing mad. Like, we just got to get sick now because we just did this at my work. Like, two weeks ago, I was so sick. Thought I was going to die. And it really was because I spent like a whole week trying not to get sick. We were living in a bubble. And then suddenly I get sick and now I'm falling apart. And then uh, my coworkers all start getting sick and now they're blaming me for it. And it's like, we, get, we just all get it. Let's all get it. Let's stop. Let's stop trying to be like a domino. Let's just take all the dominoes and fucking chuck them out the window. Let's fucking get better. Um, having said that, Steelers and Panthers, the Panthers are a weird squad right now because the Panthers, uh, like, here's Sam Darnold. Here, here's a team that should not have won this past weekend, and they did that. The Steelers, Kenny Pickett, I don't know if he's still hurt or not. Uh, but I, I always I like to pick Tomlin in these toss up games, so I'm gonna that they're gonna be part of the dog lay. I'll be pulling for Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I have no problem doing so. I can I can root for them. Raiders and Patriots, Kevin versus I, even spread baby. Can't wait to watch it. Raiders are gonna fuck that one up. I bet. Looks like the Patriots are even favorited. There be that's a point right there. There's a point differential. I'm not gonna bet on the Raiders. I don't want them to fuck up the dog lay. No, thank you, Raiders. Buccaneers, Bengals. I want to pick the Bucs so bad. They can't have two bad games in a row like that, right? I can't pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Even though it's only a three and a half point spread, I think the odds makers are a lot like me, where they're thinking Tom is not gonna fuck that up two weeks in a row. They're gonna they're gonna be all right. They'll write the ship. I almost want to pick the Bengals because it is so close. That doesn't hurt. I mean, those are pretty good odds on a money line. Um the Chargers looked really fucking good on Sunday Night Football, didn't they? It's hard to pick the Titans coming off a loss to Jacksonville. I still have money on the Titans winning the AFC South. So that bet is still in my Bovada account somewhere. Um, and I that's where like my heart is. My heart is really leaning heavily on we gotta go with like we gotta go with uh we gotta go with Tennessee. Um, but we have three teams in the dog lay. What's it look like if we bet ten bucks? Hundred and thirty two dollars. I'm going to lock the dog lay in now. I know I want to pick at least five or six because if we just added, let's just say we added the Titans to the dog lay and then we put 10 bucks in. I mean, that's 324. Those odds go up tremendously. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to be safe this week. And by safe, I mean Falcons, Ravens, and Steelers. That's $132. Place your bets because we're still going to build a, the round robin anyway. And the round robin's going to be 20 bucks. So let's continue betting and let's build our round robin now. I'm going to, so. Games that I think are, are pretty much locks. I think the Bills are going to win. I think the Ravens are going to win, so I'm going to pick that one as well. Uh, I think that the Cowboys are going to beat the Jags. I'm going to put that on there. I'm, I'm running with it. Chiefs are going to win. Um, I think the, Eagle, uh, the Eagles and Bears, isn't it? Aren't the Bears going to fuck one? Or aren't the Eagles going to fuck up another game? They fucked up that game against the Commanders. We all saw it coming. And they're going to fuck up one more, right? That's just what happens in the NFL. You fuck up a game every once in a while. Um, and the Bears can just be that random team at home coming off a bye. Yeah, we win. We beat the Eagles. We suck dick, but we beat the first team with the first place team. I'm not picking them. I'm confident about the Steelers. So I'm going to go. I'm going to ride with them. Uh, I'm pretty confident about the Bengals, actually. So I'm going to pick the Bengals. I, 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 it's more than just Tom Brady. Their defense didn't look very good against Brock Purdy. So. I think Joe Burrow is going to have them figured out a little bit more than Brock did. So I'm excited to see that game. The Chargers looked really fucking good on on Sunday Night Football. I think that they kind of – at the beginning of the season, I was so anti-Chargers. I didn't think they really did that much to impress me. So why was I supposed to be so impressed? I'm going to go ahead and ride with the Chargers in this game because they've turned me around. They are playing at a really, really high level. Their defense stepped – they shut down Tua. 
They shut down the top passing offense in the league. Put that shit on. Like they only had Tyreek run, like managing a couple, like one. The Matt two big plays. says Cardinals are fucked now. Kyler torn ACL. Yeah, unfortunately for your boys, I think that the Arizona Cardinals are are done for the year. I, I uh, and then they already were. They already had a losing record, and like now it's really over. And it's kind of an odd year. A lot of people had high hopes for the for the Cardinals. I think I do think the D Hop suspension was a little. I think that kind of fucked them a little bit. Hollywood Brown got hurt. Uh, James Conner can't stay healthy. They got rid of Eno Benjamin for some reason. So a lot of question marks about Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals. So I'm curious to see what they – they're probably in tank for CJ mode, but they already have Kyler, and I think they, they just gave Kyler a lot of money. So it's cur- I'll be curious to see what they do this offseason. I think that will be fascinating. But I'm going to ride with the Chargers. I think the Chargers are a good pick. Sip of water. I was supposed to sip water there. Mm. Mm. I think if I make sound effects to kill the dead air, that evens everything out. Um, and then let's go with the Commanders over the Giants on Sunday Night Football. I guess we're done with Monday Night Games, right? Because now that the now that college football is over, we can just put Saturday, Sundays, just own the weekend. So this is the so we got one more game for. Oh no, I think we got eight. So we got eight. We got our round robin. Let's go to the round robin. We're gonna do ten cent bets, and through that we can win one hundred seventy two dollars. Or let me just throw this out there: if we just put ten dollars on round robin. 364 let's be safe let's do the poor man's uh we'll do the poor man's parlay the round robin i think it's a fun 2460 most of these games you think are a lock you're gonna at least make your 24 dollars back that's typically what happens you're probably gonna make a couple more in there so it's an easy way to keep money stacking in the bovada account some bets are being processed okay they're all done thank goodness so tomorrow night i will be at aew dynamite i can't wait uh, this is my second Dynamite ever. I'm going to see my first Rampage. Uh, I know it's Hack. I want to see Chris Jericho. Can it be that guy? He's in action. I want to see Sting. I want to see all the legends. So whenever we're talking Dynamite and we're like, why are they pushing these old fucks? I want to see him. I don't mean to be this person, but I'd like to see these guys. You know, I mean, I'm a wrestling fan. I grew up watching Sting and Jericho, and I want to see them there. So go fuck yourselves. So... I, I, I'm really excited to go to Dynamite tomorrow. Tyler Spida or Gino and or Gino are going to hold it down for me following Dynamite because I will probably be staying there. Um, I no, uh, I will probably be staying uh, staying there for the, the elevation taping or whatever is after Dynamite as well. So these were $35 tickets, not 25 like they said. So I'm going to stay and probably get my dollar's worth. And I'm really excited. I haven't been to a wrestling event since Bloodhunter almost killed a guy. So this is a good one for me to go back to, and I can't wait to be there. Gino in the chat before we go, he said, the faction stable of the year, Death Dolls. He's absolutely wrong. Death Dolls is awful. Rosemary remains awful. Taya Valkyrie is awful. Um, I've been very, very disappointed um, with Death Dolls. They're just awful. They're, I don't I don't. Impact has a way of just being so low budget all the time, and Death Dolls is a great example of that. And I've never been a Rosemary fan. Uh, Havoc as an OnlyFans. I think I brought that up, Gino. What is that? An OnlyFans from Havoc? Like, that's just... just, I loved Kevin breaking down OnlyFans for wrestlers because we are, like, these horny wrestling fans. And, like, who who are these, like, non-hot wrestlers that are, like, just fucking... I'll show my tits. You guys want to see them. And they're right. We do. Like, because we're just horny dudes all the time. That's what we want to do. So, yeah... Uh, yes 
frustrated, frustrated and very, very excited at the same time. Whoever gets that one, we have to see. You can post the Jessica Havoc stuff or at least tell me if it's worth subscribing to, okay? You guys subscribe first. I'm not saying that, that you know, that we're going to do it. Um, I'm just saying we should see it. So let's ride off into that glorious, glorious sunset because uh, I so I got dynamite tomorrow and then like I said Kevin will be back we got to get ready for these slammies Kev be cool uh, I like the idea of best faction best stable because clearly how do we not put the varsity blondes they broke up way too soon uh, how do we not nominate them there's a lot of factions to choose from because AEW is put that shit on AEW is just faction heaven so that's like it makes it kind of eat like that's an easy category to get behind like yeah well, like there's a million factions in this fucking company. We might as well list 13 of them. Which one's the best? The wingmen? Uh, the the firm? It's going to be fantastic. So I'm riding off into that glorious sunset. Thank you guys for coming in and hanging out. Bleedies 3.0, I think we're dubbing this because it's just me. It's just your boy. It's Bleedies. Uh, I'll be back uh, next Tuesday. Uh, normal time slot, I believe. Uh, tonight was a close call. We had some babies that were crying. There's a new baby here. And he doesn't know the schedule yet. Um, but tomorrow night, Kevin, Tyler, Gino, after Dynamite, it's going to be an amazing time. And then, obviously, Friday, we also have SmackDown. Hopefully, we get another uh, interview. I was loving Kevin and Tyler talking shop with people from the wrestling industry because, like, here we are, the, the canceled uh, merry, merry band of misfits over here. And it was kind of cool to hear, uh, like, a wrestling promoter talk about working with canceled talent it was a really really well done interview so i'd like to hear more of that from our good friends uh tyla and kev be cool so kevin if you're hearing that that's my i would love more of those and uh i know gino wants us to talk to some wrestlers too so let's ride off into that glorious sunset thank you guys all so much for being here trovo.live slash fleeties get in the discord post headlines let me know what's important to your world sometimes people post like memes like they'll post like if you could learn a new uh, if you could learn a wrestler's new wrestling name that you can call a trans person by their new name and I like was not sure if that was real or not I thought what an interesting take because wrestling is fake I, I don't know it was just so bizarre to me I was like is this for real or not I couldn't tell so I don't know I still don't know what it was but I love you guys thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with your boy and uh, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this next week. Uh, maybe I'll even try and hop in the chat. I love being in the chat last night for some of uh, Raw's fourth hour. Amazing job by all. And uh, yeah, I will catch you guys. Uh, I'll catch you guys soon. Now I have to be in the chat tomorrow, right? I'll be at Dynamite in the chat. Let's go. Thank you guys so much. Have a good evening. Above, Reeby, Huge Ass, TK, Chachi, Gino, Cassidy, Jeremy Slapnut, Malachi Black, Kev Be Cool. Rampage spoilers. I should just hop, yeah, call it. Okay, here's what happens on Rampage.